I'm Andrew Piver, and this is NT News Sports Talk. On today's show, we look at the surprise resignation of AFL-NT Chief Executive Michael Solomon, the playing features of Southern District stars Pierce Little and Keegan Dingo, the latest round of the NTFL, plus NT Cricket's new boss and local racing. Hi everybody and welcome again to the show. Joining me today is NT News Sports Journo, Josh Spassaro, and back for a second week, Gray Morris. Boys, how are you both? Good thanks, mate. Honoured to be in such great company. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're talking about Grey, weren't you? Grey. Fantastic on uh, what is the last podcast for Mr. Andrew Piver. Oh, we'll see about that, but that's the way it's shaping. But uh, first up, and AFL-NT Chief Executive Michael Solomon caught everyone off guard on Wednesday by announcing his resignation after two and a half years in the job. His last day will be March 17, the day of the NTFL Men's Grand Final. Grey, were you surprised by Solomon's decision? Surprised at the timing, Andrew. Uh, certainly not at the uh, the fact he was going. There was talk that... Uh, as early as last October, he would uh, be in putting his name in the re- resignation bin, but uh, he waited until now to announce it, announce it quietly to his staff, and then uh, it was released in a press conference yesterday, which I was a bit disappointed about. How do you think he'll be remembered? I think he's been a bit of a doer. He's certainly mm-hmm. um, he certainly uh, achieved a few things. Uh, participation rates are up with the women, which uh, he's been very passionate about. He's, the Adelaide Crows, of course, our involvement with them, the AFLW, the VFLW, of course, are launching this year down in Melbourne. We'll have a full-time thunderside in that, which is terrific. So w- women in football has obviously been his passion. I think he's um, I think he's taken his eye off a bit of a ball, the ball as far as the senior, competition, senior men's competition goes. Mm-hmm. I know the clubs aren't happy there, although he did say at the press conference how they all sent him nice little emails about how good a job he's done. I'm not quite sure where <laughs> that came from. I think it came from the other side of left field type of thing <laughs> without saying what I really mean. So, you know, he's, a, he's come in a rush. I think that's the problem. He's obviously come up with uh, a directive from the AFL. There's no doubt about that. His bosses down there have said, we want this to be ship shape. Where the financiers will look, you will do it. So he's done it and I think a bit of a bull at the gate, like an old bull trying to mm-hmm. smash his mm-hmm. way through a gate. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he'll be remembered as. I mean, it's a tough job. It's almost like being a politician. The decisions you make are never going to please everybody. So on the balance, would you say he's been successful? I think he's been successful in, in that way, but it's certainly uh, the relationship between the league and uh, and the clubs is, is not good. Uh, but you're right, there is an old saying, no one barracks for the administrators. <laughs> that's very, very true. So, um, yes. But uh, anyway, two and a half years and he's gone, so we're looking now for number nine. I was going to say, do you have a tip for the who the replacement will Stuart be? Stuart Tottenham, I think. Uh, my word is that he will be announced as early as uh, the end of the month as the new chief executive. Okay, there you go. Stuart heard, Tottenham. You've heard it first from Gray Morris. Uh, we'll stick with the NTFL now, and Southern District stars Pierce Little and Keegan Dingo are both staring down the barrel of deregistration after Wednesday night's tribunal hearing. Now, Gray, you've been writing about footy up here for 20-odd years. Can you remember a more eventful season? I'm glad you asked me that, Andrew. Uh, it's been a very... Thank you. I thought long and hard about that question, too. <laughs> you, you must have. It's been a very long season, I can tell you. The amount of issues coming out of the hallowed walls of the Michael Long Centre mm-hmm. and the clubs has been unbelievable. Josh uh, me will agree with that. He's nodding his head. Um, it's been a marathon season. Uh, certainly, I'll be very glad when when the final siren goes on grand final day, although then we're moving into AFLW or whatever else, but... Certainly it's been a long year and uh, I, I can't remember anything like this. The amount of bizarre situations, mm-hmm. I mean, 
cancelling a major semi-final, playing it on a Wednesday night, um, telling the club to come back to them about what they were going to do with Pierce Little, or what fine that they should give him or penalty, mm-hmm. asking the clubs to come back for heaven's sake. Mm-hmm. Just bizarre situation. So I'm sure it'll be a season that'll go down in the annals of uh, one word: bizarre. An SD card going missing would have to be. One That's, of the another yes. That's another one. <laughs> yes, our our beloved sports editor Carl Fife was next to the camera all day, so mm-hmm. maybe he's the culprit. Mm, Who knows? Wouldn't put it past him. He's got little shifty hands, I think. <laughs> uh, but Pierce and Keegan, have they are they going to play again? Well, they've uh, they've gone past the threshold now, so they're mm-hmm. actually officially deregistered until they appeal. They have got till five o'clock today, which. Uh, it's a, what the Thursday to a lodge an appeal. If they mm-hmm. don't, they're gone. But um, of course, if they lodge an appeal and they're successful, they're back playing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they've got to wait 12 months and they've mm-hmm. got to satisfy various criteria. Mm-hmm. So I've got a feeling that one of them, mm-hmm. I think we've seen the last of him, mm-hmm. Pierce Little, I don't think he'll play again anyway. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he was very reluctant to play this year. He was only coaxed into it by. Um, by the Southern District President, and uh, as for Keegan Dingo, well, he's playing some very good football, so mm-hmm. I'm sure the appeal tonight, or it actually won't be tonight, but it'll be lodged tonight, probably heard next week, will be very, very interesting. Do these decisions have the potential to derail Southern District's premiership tilt because they had been having no, a very no. good season? Well, I asked the, uh, the coach that, Shannon Ruska, very emotional Shannon Ruska too. He was there as a witness last night. Mm-hmm. Very emotional uh, Shannon Ruska after the game. Had a few words to say, but... I asked him that too, but he says, no, it'll just toughen them up. So mm-hmm. we'll wait and see. They play on Sunday, of course, against Waratah. Yeah, well, time will tell to see how that pans out. But you mentioned then to on-field matters now. This week's Round 17 sees Nightcliff host Palmerston, St Mary's at home to Tiwi Bombers, Buffalo's lining up against Wanderers, and Waratah battling districts. We'll start with the match of the round. Gray, St Mary's at home to Tiwi Bombers. How do you think that one will well, pan out? They're a football family, aren't they? St Mary's and Tiwi. There many years ago, it was the Tiwi's only ever played for one club, and that was the Green and Gold of St Mary's. Mm-hmm. Now they're against each other. And um, it's been going for a while. I played in the Green Final a few years back that St Mary's won. This is a big game for the Tiwis. They've, uh, they've lost a couple of good players in the last couple of weeks at the Tribunal. Canis Tipiumantamiri, he was rubbed out last night for three weeks. It's very well pronounced as well. Yeah. Thank you very much. Can you spell it? <laughs> Bit though? of a tongue twister. <laughs> Yes, I'm not sure whether it's a Mant Amiri or Mant Emiri, but we'll mm-hmm. leave that alone for now. The other one is Dion Mankara, who's banned last week, of course. He's a very good player. Um, so they're, they're a bit short-handed, but uh, speaking to Brenton Toy, they're certainly going to go all out. He believes that St Mary's are um, not the power they once were, so I'm sure they'll be fighting words for the St Mary's boys. I'm sure Rick Nylon will read it, read everything and probably blow it up in a printer and <laughs> and put it on the on the dressing room walls tomorrow. So Mary get a few back. They get McFarland, Peter McFarland back. Uh, Michael Coombe is back after three weeks suspension, and the great Jack Geary. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two was to bring in a couple. I think they've Josh Finch, that little midfielder there, the white midfielder from South mm-hmm. South. It'll be a very good game, but um, just think St Mary's will have enough in reserve to win by a couple of goals, Andrew. And Waratah against uh, Southern Districts. That's on Sunday at Gardens Oval. Waratah's season on the line here. They really mm-hmm. have to win to have any hope of making the finals. Uh, Michael McLean, very, very emotional man after the loss to Buffaloes last week. Um, so I'm sure he'll show everything at this game. And as you mentioned before, it's Southern District's coming off this loss of Pierce Little and mm-hmm. 
Of course, Keegan Dingo had two potentially long bands, but uh, he told me they'll be toughened up, as I said earlier. Mm -hmm. Got very good players. I mean, the Rory O'Brien, the best and fairest in the Waffle, the Sandover medalist, he's one of them. Uh, Leroy Jetta, mm -hmm. uh, young Dylan Barry, who I rate very highly. He must be a chance for the engineer's rising star. Mm -hmm. So I just think they'll have enough in hand to um, to get over the Waratah boys. Uh, Josh, we'll bring you in now because it looks like you're about to fall asleep. Yeah, it's been, been a while <laughs> since I last spoke. Um, yeah. uh, Nightcliff <laughs> against Palmerston. <laughs> Nightcliff v Palmy. Um, yeah, that's uh, TIO Friday night. Uh, could be a danger game for the Tigers, this one. Um, they've, almo they've almost wrapped up second spot, but the Magpies are still desperate for wins. Um, they're in last spot with just one win this season. So, you know, the Maggies have tested Nightcliff this season as well, uh, particularly back in round 12, just after Christmas. Um, and with a young, exciting side featuring guys like Rodney Baird, who Gray has a very high opinion on, and he's, he's just a gun player. Uh, Ralph Damaringi and Jake and Lambton, uh, there's no reason why they can't uh, test Nightcliff again this time around. Um, their coach, Tavis Perry, has also worked as an assistant coach alongside Tigers mentor Chris Bucks uh, so, um, in the Thunder system. So he's got a fair idea on how the Yellow and Blacks will play. But um, overall, I just think the, the experience and the extra size of the Tigers will be too much in, in, this, in, this, in this game. So, yeah, Tigers for me. And Buffaloes against Wanderers? Yeah, I can't go past the, 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 the Darwin Buffs uh, in this one uh, after notching up uh, a good scalp um, in Waratah last week. Uh, while Wanderers um, have never really got going uh, this season and, and they were pushed by a spirited young Palmy outfit last week. Uh, belief is pretty high at the Buffs at the moment under player coach Matty Campbell. Uh, he's got them firing uh, and they've shown a lot of improvement and, and um, you know they've, they've shown that they can really match it with uh, the competition's best teams. So they'll be aiming to notch up a pretty big win against um, Wanderers who just haven't um, quite performed this season going into the finals. Well hopefully it's a cracking round of games. To local cricket now and NT Cricket has a new boss with Joel Morrison taking over control of the game up here. Josh, what can you tell us about him? Uh, he's very young, uh, very impressive resume. Um, he's, yeah, uh, not even 30 and um, he's done a lot um, at, in, 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 in cricket at a, at a high level. Um, he was the second in charge uh, in the BBL and, and WBBL, um, just a hell of a role to have. Mm -hmm. um, and did a lot in terms of expanding um, uh, both uh, big bash competitions, including um, he, he, he did a lot of work in um, taking the uh, big bash game between the Strikers and the Scorchers up to Alice Springs. Um, he's, he's worked in the AFL as well, um, AFL-MT level and um, AFL down south um, with managerial positions there and worked on the uh, 2015 Cricket World Cup um, too. So he's got a terrific resume. Um, it was really good speaking to him uh, yesterday. He's, uh, it's very refreshing um, having someone so young and enthusiastic, but also someone who's got um, a great deal of experience too. So he brings a lot to the table. He's very passionate about the territory. He grew up uh, in Darwin and used to actually play cricket in, in Darwin. Gray tells me he used to umpire up here as well, and mm -hmm. Gray's got a high opinion of him as well. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with him. I think he's, he's going to be um, he's going to be terrific. Um, and um, yeah, look, cricket up here's made big moves as it is. Um, you know, obviously with the big ba big bash game coming to Alice Springs, the Aussies coming to up here to Darwin for a, for a, um, a camp before they went to Bangladesh. Um, the success of the Strike League, 
Um, it's no coincidence that Darcy Short and Jake Weverald have um, absolutely fired in the big bash since that strike league. So, yeah, NT Cricket has a lot going for it at the moment, and I think um, Joel Morrison is only going to expand on that um, and take it forward with um, his uh, youthful enthusiasm. The important thing is, though, can he help improve your game? Um, yeah, I'm sure that's very high on his priority list, Andrew, uh, is, is, is my game. Um, I'm sure it's very high on your priority list too. You keep yeah. asking me about it every week. So, um, Just want to make sure you've been training for the new season. That's I'm sure all. you're absolutely shattered you're leaving because um, as you ask me about it every week, uh, yeah, you'll be missing out on, on my progress. I just, want, I just want an episode where you can come in and say, I smashed a century off 40 balls. <laughs> that will never happen, mate. I'm the most, world's most boring batsman. So Keep believing. Yeah, sorry, keep sorry believing. Andrew. Yeah. Uh, but with Joel, any chance we'll get a BBL match to Darwin, do you think? Um, that's a possibility. Um, I mean, he, he's actually been quoted in um, the NT News as saying, I did ask him you know, about uh, high-level games coming up here. I specifically asked him about um, a test match coming up here. Um, the last test match Darwin hosted was in 20, uh, 2004 against Sri Lanka. Um, and he said, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be in communication with Cricket Australia uh, to try and make that happen. There's no reason why um, they can't make a, a big bash game up here possible as well. We've got the facilities, so why not? Let's hope it can happen. Josh, the horses are back at Fanny Bay this weekend. Yeah, they're, they're back. Um, there's a, a big uh, $20,000 uh, feature, Aussie Getaways Handicap, um, over 1,200 metres. And there's plenty of quality in the nominations uh, that came out uh, today uh, with the likes of Tayon Holter's Your Excellency, Neil Dyer's Veteran and Marvel Action Again, and Gary Clark's Neat Feet all in the running. Um, I think Neat Feet uh, is, is the one for me. Um, it's uh, Clark's seven-year-old gelding. Um, he's, he's a quirky quirky little horse uh, who can be too smart for his, good, his own good uh, sometimes. Um, he lets himself out of the stables, apparently, and um, really knows exactly when it's race day. So he gets really excited on race day, and um, there are times there they have to put him in track work on the morning of race day just to calm him down and just try to mess with his head and, and just you know, let the horse know, that, oh, no, it's not, not race day. Um, so, yeah, very quirky horse. Gary Clark's been quoted as saying he could he could actually read a newspaper. So Sounds like the horse is training the trainer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, But it looks like they've, they've found the key to him. Um, you know, they he, he raced a very strong race um, last start on January 26th, over 1,000 metres, and, and won uh, the, the feature that day in Darwin. So... Um, yeah, I think he'll be hard to beat again. Uh, and, I mean, if he wins again, how good will it be? I'll have a, a very good story to write with uh, plenty of angles. Oh, we can always dream. But that's <laughs> all we have time for this week, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I catch killers early and ad free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.